Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park stand-up meeting podcast. And as just about every week in the past, I'm joined by David Fox. Hi there. And Gary Winnick. Hello. And uh, every week we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do next week. And this week, let's start with Gary. Okay, so pretty much been working and focusing on animation over the last few weeks because what we've had to do is take the existing characters and then sort of try to move them into a production um, final character design. So been working on sort of finalizing that because once I finalize that I then I have a template to use to sort of make everybody be consistent. So the thing that I've been working on first is getting the what I consider the motion animation correct which I'm fairly close to and then once I have that correct and working right and that's kind of like a cutout then I go in and actually render out what the character is going to look like you know where the actual shading is going to be kind of if there are any nuance folds and clothing that kind of stuff so I think I'm cl pretty close to having a template of that working that we can use as a guide I'm doing that for Agent Ray at the moment once we have that we can then sort of proceed to to look at all the most um, important priority on the characters and go ahead and start producing enough characters that we can actually do some playable um, things that actually will look more playable, look like we're not using temporary characters. So working on that primarily. And then I did write a little post about icons, getting some good response to that. Uh, I am surprised, well, I don't know how surprised I am, that people are talking about wanting text icons. I th I'm not sure Ron can tell me whether or not we may have an option to do text for icons, but I'm sort of, in my mind, I really think they need to be graphical icons. Yeah, it is It is interesting looking at the comments because, you know, a lot of people want, uh, you know, text icons. Some people like the more 3D icons and some people like the... Uh, you know, the more flatter 2D icon you did is wireframe. And I think I think it just goes to show that there's, you know, an opinion for everything, right? There's no, there's often no right or wrong decision. There's just a whole bunch of different ideas for stuff. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned in that post, um, you know, the people that I've worked with who are the best at doing that kind of stuff, that's sort of all they do. You know, they're, they're sort of concentrate on coming up with icons and it's sort of a, a whole art form in terms of its its visual simplicity to be able to communicate ideas and you know I think you can be a good animator and I, or I think you can be you know a good background artist that doesn't necessarily make you a good icon designer it, you know a sort of a special set of skills and we're doing what we can and I think that you know in terms of doing sort of colorful I'm gonna say icons that, look, that fit within the style I think Mark and I are completely capable of doing that but I always wonder what it would be like if we had like the perfect resource associated with things like that well I think icons in adventure games you know, are probably a little bit different than icons that you might find on your desktop because these icons aren't really, you know, tr trying to associate something that, you know, some action you want to take. They, they really are trying to represent physical items in the game world. It's not that, you know, the, the, the receipt from the restaurant, you know, has to clearly be receipt from the restaurant. It, it actually has to kind of look like the receipt that you got from the restaurant, you know, that came from the game world. So, you know, there's this, there's this real balance you have to play with those icons. Yeah, I think the hardest part is trying to, you know, have icons that are, are like a piece of paper, like, you know, Last Will and Testament or Lab Report, as I said, and trying, you know, some, somebody recommended that, you know, you put an icon on top of that, which I kind of agree with, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, 
a medical symbol or whatever. But once again, trying to get something that looks like a medical symbol in like three pixels by four pixels is something Mark might be able to do if he spends like three weeks on it. You know, <laughs> other than that, I, I'm just, I just give up. I just, you know, throw up my hands and go, I, I need to move on to something else that's starting to hurt my brain. Yeah. And so I will pretty much continue to do the same moving forward. I mean, that now that we're in production, we are putting together a list of what we have to do priority wise, because we do want to get per parts of the game functional so we can kind of see a whole functional area in the game like the town or whatever and that's about it for me right now okay david so i guess this is really the last two weeks since we didn't do one last week yes i was gone in germany right um well i spent some time play testing malcolm's new walkbox code and going back and forth with him and and overall it's it's great it works really smoothly and go where you expect to go and it's actually easier to create the walk boxes since they can be they can now be concave instead of they can be any shape really. Stacking up bugs for Ron for when he came back and it's, yeah, like it's, got them it's all. always a welcome back present to see I know. Three, three pages of bugs in the bug <laughs> database. And spent a lot of the time last week and sometime this week on a on that multiplayer puzzle I was working on where you need multiple actors to, to solve it. And made some fixes and changes based on Ron's feedback to make it more streamlined. And it works, um, at least in the way I tested it so far. And so that's out of the way. I found it was interesting, the the thing that came up uh, when I was gone about actors walking in rooms that are not current rooms. Right. So we can... Get get that thing that happened in Maniac Mansion where the you know uh, Doctor Fred or or I mean Edna and Ed were walking around the house while you were doing other things and, and in Maniac Mansion a lot of that was just faked right with timers that caused people to pop in and out of rooms but I think you were trying to do some stuff where the characters were literally walking through rooms that were not the current room to give it a more realistic uh, flair to it right and I think I came up with a workable solution that seems that it's you know just figuring how long does it really take you to walk from one end of this room to the other and then when you're not in the room using that as a timer and if you pop into the room to figure out what percentage of that time is gone and then plop the actor somewhere at that percentage point in both x and y so if they're half the time's gone they're like in the middle of the screen right. and it doesn't have to be exact just close enough so kind of if you walk in the room they aren't standing at the opening or at the end or, or something. And that might be overkill, but it, it does seem to work. And now with your timer function and a few other things, it, it's good enough to, at least for now. The rest of the time I start working on some more dialogues and interactions for other townsfolk and you know what happens when you give someone something and what kind of a, whether we want a cutscene or a dialogue and kind of getting the rhythm of that down. I was going to ask David, because I sort of asked Ron this, but I haven't really spoken to you about this. Do you find now that you're sort of write, you're actually writing dialogue that it feels kind of as natural to you as it's sort of, are you sort of falling back in the same kind of, I'm going to use the word rhythm that you had when you worked on, was it the last thing you worked on with dialogue, Zach, or am I like misremembering? Uh, it, was probably it was probably indie. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. in, Indiana Jones had, you know, proper dialogue puzzles. I think that was the first game we did at 
Lucas that had real dialogue puzzles. Yeah, I think I think Noah did most of those. Yeah. So um, are you are you feeling a rhythm in writing this stuff? Is it feeling like it's coming naturally to you, David? I'm just kind of curious. I mean, because yeah. everything seems to be coming out. I'm just you know curious as to what your process is. Relative. Yeah, it, it is. Some it, what helps is when I see Ron's writing, and then I can kind of feel like I'm getting into the mode of that character. For characters that we that we don't have any samples, then stuff sometimes comes out. Whether it's whether it matches what Ron wants, you know, it could always go away. But I, I'm I'm going with the assumption that ninety percent of what I'm writing is going to get rewritten, and I just want to get the intent and the gameplay part down. And and in fact, for future dialogues, um, I'm going to be doing much more bare bones and not worrying about having three or four choices always available and just getting the the primary through choice then we'll have a writer who comes in and does flushes it out later. So that's going to speed it up because, you know, you really want to get the, the flow, the gameplay so you can play through the first section of the game and you don't need all the fluff really for that to work. Okay. Is that it? Um, yeah. So for next week, more, more dialogues and interactions. And also this week was, I was also producing another project, which was besides, you know, building, helping to build the town, we're also remodeling a bathroom. So that took a bunch more time. <laughs> a a, a real bathroom, not a, a, real not, bathroom. Not a fake uh, right. video well, game bathroom. But, but now I can go in and, and really make the bathroom, the one bathroom we have in the game, much more realistic. So, Have you tried uh, stuffing a whole bunch of toilet paper down the toilet in your bathroom and seeing well, if that solves the puzzle? Well, right now there's no toilet there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked your inventory? Are you carrying the toilet around, David? Yeah, the toilet's on our front deck, so <laughs> we could use it there, but we'd have to add some plumbing, I think. Okay, uh, let's see. Last week, or week before, I was in Germany and uh, had a really good time at the Adventure Treff party and meeting a lot of people there and doing interviews. And we announced that we're doing the uh, Thimbleweed Park uh, for the Xbox, which is very exciting. I should probably go out and buy an Xbox one of these days. And uh, also doing uh, scheduling and budgeting, which is, of course, the sexy part of game development, scheduling and budgeting. Uh, one of the things that we decided to do is to get a, a demoable build of the game done by mid-October, where the very beginning of the game, you know, the town and all that stuff is kind of done to like a first pass level. So we, you know, we could actually go around and show it to people and do stuff because there have been some opportunities where we, we could have shown the game. Like Microsoft is doing a big thing at PAX where we could have had a little station and shown the game if we had a playable version, but we really don't. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to kind of focus on these little areas one by one and get them up to a, you know, a first pass state. And it's not a final state. It's not a polished state, but it's a, it's a first pass state. So I've been working on that, uh, getting that all done. And I started to rethink the sound system that we were using. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do with sound yet. That's a little bit up in the air. So I'm kind of rethinking about what our what our needs are and whether what we're currently doing might be good enough to do what we need. Things like FMOD would be really nice for sound, but FMOD is uh, prohibitively expensive. So I don't know that we can do that. And uh, next week, I'm going to be doing a lot more dialogues. I want to get the opening dialogue done. The one that happens, the first one that happens with Ray and Rez in front of the body, because that really sets up a whole lot. And I think having that dialogue in the game kind of launches everything else after that. So I want to get that one done. And uh, as I said, uh, just working on getting that demoable, playable version of the game done by mid-October. 
Is uh, anyone have anything else? I guess not. Okay, well, I will talk to you guys next week. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. Alrighty. Another fine, terrible toy box product ready to be. Another award winning podcast crapped out. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you'll have that up by uh, when will we have that? I'll have it up by the I'll have it up by the end of the day. I'll probably edit it uh, early afternoon and okay. have it up by four or so. At least I don't think it's our most boring podcast. No, not because yet. That was that was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See you guys later. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye bye.